Good morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams of Flat Creek Baptist Church here in Gainesville, Georgia, for another edition of New Horizons. Today, we're going to get here to the book of Acts chapter number 16. And what we're going to see from Acts 16 all the way to Acts 28, we're going to just be walking with Paul across this amazing life that this man lived, a man who truly had his heart set on the Lord Jesus Christ and lived for him and suffered for him and eventually dies for him. And what we're going to look here at in the last couple of chapters of the book of Acts is Paul going to these places he's never been before. Paul going into areas and territories where they needed to hear the gospel and he's going to do all he can to evangelize those towns. So if I was kind of putting a, a, a title over these last few chapters of the book of Acts, I would put it into the unknown. Paul's walking by faith daily, step by step, not knowing exactly where he's going to be tomorrow, but he's following the voice and the path and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ, allowing him to lead him every step of the way. And by and large, for us as believers in Christ, that's how we're to live. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have a plan, and I'm not saying that we don't have things in place in order to get us to a desired destination, but but I wake up every day not knowing what God is going to lead me into that day. Now, I've got ideas, and I've got my own personal agenda and my own plans, and I think, you know, as long as I can get this done, this done, this done, the day will be a success. However, every day that I wake up, my prayer is, Lord, you lead me where you would have me to go. And so every day I'm keeping my eyes open, my ears open. And anytime God directs my path, that's the way I'm going. And it's, it's, it's walking into the unknown. I don't always know where that path's going to lead. But if I follow that path, God is going to put me in front of people who need him the most. And so we're going to kind of talk about that idea of walking into the unknown, walking by faith as we continue on in the book of Acts. So now we're going to come to Acts chapter number 16. Now this is truly uh, just one of those chapters that is a very famous chapter of the Bible. And you'll see that especially at the end of this chapter as Paul and Silas are in prison and you will just fall in love with the chapter. It's a beautiful, beautiful text. But what I want to talk to you about for the first few days of this chapter is the subject of a faith that follows. A faith that follows. Now you think about for just a moment, across the pages of scripture, the Bible tells us that those who have faith, they, they don't just stay stagnant, they move. They go. They, they follow the voice of God. You can just think that the clearest example of this is, of course, on the Sea of Galilee, Peter, James, John, Andrew, the day the Lord Jesus Christ comes passing by. And what does he say? He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And the Bible says they dropped everything they had and they followed him. They had faith in the one who had called them and they walked after him. And friends, listen to me. True faith moves. True faith is not stagnant. And true faith is not indifferent. True faith is not comfortable. We don't stay here. True faith is a faith that is stretched and that is always moving forward, seeking the will of God. Now, in the text, what we're going to see over the next few days, just three places where we see a faith that follows and, and what that looks like in our life. So the first thing I'll tell you is this. When we think about a faith that follows, it, it, it requires 
a sense of divine purpose. A faith that follows has a or requires a sense of divine purpose. Just think for a moment in the Old Testament. And let's just think for just a second about the man named Abraham. Go all the way back to Genesis chapter 12 and God calls Abraham out of the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. And what does the Bible say? Abraham went. He followed. He heard the voice of God and he followed. That's a divine purpose. Moses, he's on the backside of the wilderness and he sees a burning bush and a voice speaks from the bush and says, you go back to Egypt. And you demand that Pharaoh lets my people go. And Moses went. That's a sense of divine purpose. Joshua, standing at the walls of Jericho, God says, before you enter the promised land, you got to capture this city. And here's how you're going to do it. You march around this city for six days, one time, seventh day, march around seven times, then let out a shout and the walls will come tumbling down. And Joshua goes and does exactly what God called him to do. That's a faith that follows. Elijah sees the prophets of Baal and they're, they're sacrificing to Baal and they're doing all these things. And there's a famine, there's a famine in the land and, and Elijah goes up to the prophets of Baal and he challenges them that the God who answers with fire, he is the Lord. That's a faith that follows. So we see this throughout the the Bible, a faith that follows. And you are not just to sit still in your faith. You are to follow him where he leads you. But it requires a sense of divine purpose. Every one of those that I just mentioned, Abraham had this this divine purpose. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to give you a people. I'm going to give you a name. Moses, a divine purpose. God says, You're going to go down to Pharaoh and my people are going to be led out of captivity. Joshua, you're about to enter the promised land. That's divine purpose. Elijah, you're the prophet of God that's to set this thing straight. That's divine purpose. And so moving with a faith that follows has a a sense of divine purpose. Paul had a sense of divine purpose in the book of Acts chapter 16. I want you to listen to what the Bible says. After this sharp divide between Paul and Barnabas, the Bible says Paul went on his way to Derbe and Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a believing Jewish woman, but his father was a Greek. The brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke highly of him. And Paul wanted Timothy to go with him. So he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, since they all knew that his father was a Greek. Now, some people may question that and say, well, what's the deal here? They just rendered a verdict. And Paul stood up saying people didn't have to be circumcised in order to be saved. But now he's having Timothy circumcised. This is not a matter of salvation. Uh, this here is, is a matter of, of, of being able to share the gospel in a cultural setting. And so Timothy, in order to have a voice with the people he was going to, needed this to take place. It wasn't that Paul was telling him this is a salvation issue. No, this is an issue. uh, uh, This is a missional issue. If you want to talk to them, if you want to be able to share with them, you need to do this. Remember, Paul at one time said, I've become all things to all people that I might win some. Sometimes there's things that we have to adapt methodology 
in order to win people for Jesus, but we never change the message. Now, the Bible says as they traveled through the towns, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders at Jerusalem for them to observe. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and they increased in number daily. So Paul now goes to these places. He doesn't stay in Antioch. Instead, he moves back strategically to these other towns where he's went to before and what's the reason? Well, it says back there in chapter number 15 that Paul said, let's go back and visit the brothers where we have preached the message of the Lord and see how they're doing. Number one, his purpose was to check on them. Number two, his purpose was to deliver the decisions that had been reached by the disciples down in Jerusalem to deliver those decisions to the churches so there wouldn't be any further burden on them. And the Bible says that when they went and did this, that those places heard the message, they were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in number daily. So why did Paul leave? Why did Paul take? Why did Paul go to these places? He went to these places because he had a sense of divine purpose, and he went with. The, he went, and that is a faith that follows. He didn't stay still. He had something he had to do, and so if God's calling you to something, get in those waters, follow Him, and and, and demonstrate a faith that follows. May God bless you, and I'll see you next time on New Horizons.